A reading from Jeremiah 17. God's message. Cursed is the strong one who depends on mere humans, who thinks he can make it on his muscle alone, and sets God aside as dead weight. He's like a tumbleweed on the prairie, out of touch with the good earth. He lives rootless and aimless in a land where nothing grows. But blessed is the man who trusts God, the woman who sticks with God. They're like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit in every season. Here ends our reading. So if I said to you, open up to the uh, third book in Harry Potter and start reading at page 59. Would that be a wise thing to do? If you started reading, you'd read something and you'd say, oh, you would never say this. Oh, I get the full story. I understand what this is talking about. You would never do that. We don't do that for any book. But you know what book we do that with? The Bible. We open it up, we take little parts, and then we interpret it as if we understand the full story. So what I just read to you, if it's, it's talking about blessing and curses. If I just read that to you, I could apply it to you in any way I'd like. The way I would correct that is by knowing the full story. So that's how I like to interpret Scripture. To know the full story. So if you want to know Jeremiah, you got to know something about Jeremiah's people. You got to know about the Israelites. And if you got to know about the Israelites, you got to know what this is like. Have you ever driven in back? Okay, I'm very dependent, embarrassingly dependent on GPS. If you were to mention a road that's nearby, I would say I do not likely know where it is or how to get there. I just put it in my phone. I, don't, I remember when you used to print up the instructions and you'd follow them? Well, I just, you just hit your phone now and it just leads you and guides you right there. The problem with backcountry is there's no, el- there's no internet back there. You can't even connect. So sometimes I get lost and I just drive around hoping to God. I'm like, God, please, can you just give me some signal? And then I find out like I'm a block away from East Putnam. But I had gotten lost. But to understand the Israelites is to understand what it means to be completely dependent on something. You want to torture your kids? Just pl- unplug the Wi-Fi. You know, if, if, without water, without electricity, these things are essential to who we are today. And the Israelites, they were completely dependent on something. Do you know what they were completely dependent on? Where is it? This. This. It's right here. This book. It used to be a lot smaller for them. But they were completely dependent on the law. That was their GPS. That was their signal. That was their electricity. That was their plumbing. That was everything to them. Do you know why it was everything to them? 
Because when God found them, they were nothing. They were completely nothing. Uh, My friend, I, I brought my tree out from my office. This tree was in the back of my friend's car. My friend cannot help himself. He buys any deal that he finds online. He, he just can't stop. So he buys, he has tons of random things. And in the back of his BMW, I saw this, this bonsai tree, but it was dying. The dirt was all brown and it was withering. There were no leaves on it. And I actually wanted a bonsai tree at the time. I needed a plant for my office. So I said, hey, can I get that tree? And he, he gave it to me. And I was a good pastor to this tree. I watered it every day. And look at it. It's green. It's doing well. Actually, it's gotten to the point I've had to tear all of these leaves off because it keeps growing. A bonsai means little tree. It's turning into a big tree. But when God found the Israelites, they were like that withered tree in the back of my friend's car. It was dying. It was was gone. It was withering away. And when God found the Israelites, he found them in Egypt, completely withered, completely gone. They had no identity, no meaning, no purpose, oppressed. You know what they were? Work. Make bricks. That's what they were. They were work. Work, work, work. That's all they were. And so the story of the Bible is the story of God finding this people. It's God finding a bonsai tree that's dying and nursing it back to health. It's a beautiful story. And God says to the tree, he he says to his people, hey, I'm good. You know what? I I feel bad for you. You're going to be my people. I've looked out on all the earth and I like you guys because you know why? You don't have much. And I'm going to be your much. I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to clean you off. You're going to be my people, and I'm going to be your God. And they say, who's this God? I've never heard of him. God says, I'm a holy God. You all know what holy means, right? Neither did the Israelites. They didn't know what holiness meant. Back then, there was really no such thing as monotheism, as the idea of one God. And there was no real concept of this holiness as this God that's so perfect, so holy, that he needs to be worshipped. There was no concept of this. So in order to teach the Israelites what holiness was, God made all these rules and regulations. You ever been to this city and you see the, the, the Orthodox Jewish people and they follow all these rules and regulations? It's almost like there's a foreign country right, right next door. And that's what God wanted at that time. He wanted to teach the Israelites who he was. He was a holy God. And he said, look, you're not just going to be any people I clean off. I'm going to take you, withered old tree. I'm going to take you and I'm going to make you into a, a holy people. Just like me. And you're going to follow all these rules and regulations. And that's going to help you understand what it means, what it means to follow me. And so he says to the people, I'll take you out of slavery. I'll give you meaning. I'll give you purpose. 
I'll set up rules that help govern your society. You just got to do one thing. One thing. You got to get watered by me. I don't want you getting watered by anything else. I just want you to get watered by me. Do you know how long watering takes? I'll show you. Here. Water, to water a plant, this is what you do. And I'm done. That's it. That's all you had to do. All the Israelites had to do for them, the Torah, the law, the early part of this book, was their water. And God said, if you come to me and you get watered by me, you're going to look like this tree. But if you, if I take this water away, you're going to end up looking like you did when you first found me. me. Withering, with no leaves, dry and empty. And people will have their way with you. So when you have nothing and somebody offers you a deal like that, what do you do? Take it. (laughs) It's a good deal. Old Testament. You know what testament is? A deal. It's the old deal. And the, the Israelite people, they signed up. Sign me up, Lord. And God took them, and guess what happened to this watered tree? It started flourishing. It did well. It started growing. It had great leaves. That's the middle of the Bible. And you guys know who King David is, right? King David, he had led the Israelites to a good place. He knew the first psalm. Do you know what the first psalm says? Blessed is the one planted by streams of living water, for they are always going to look like that. That's what it says. King David wrote that thousands of years ago. But what happened? You give people a little power, they never abuse it, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. So what happened was, is this people that came from nothing, who are now something, are in the midst of all these nations that are big deals. You got Egypt. Think about uh, Egypt's over here on the bottom in the south. Uh, Babylon is up here where Iraq would be. And Israel is right here. This little place right in between. You'd have to travel through Israel. Everybody wanted this territory. They call it a lucky. They call it the Fertile Crescent, this area. This right, this little spot. And Samuel Huntington, who wrote a, a popular book, I think it was Clash of Civilizations, said that area, that little spot, is blessed for some reason. I know the reason. This was a people rooted in God's word, God's law, and they followed God. But what happened was that little nation got influenced by the other nations around it. And they said, you know what? Let's be like the other nations. Let's get an army. Let's have a government. Let's have a a, a king. Let's have a temple that looks like theirs. We want to look like theirs. And that wasn't the deal. 
God said, I want you to be like me. But the, but the Israelites said, we want to be like the other nations. And God said, that's not the deal. That is not the deal. You think that you'll stand? You think you'll be like this tree if you pull away from me? Well, what's going to happen if you do? You're going to lose everything. That was the deal. You would lose everything. And guess what happened? They lost everything. By the time we get to Jeremiah, the kingdom of Israel was about to be conquered by Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar was about to wipe it out. Right before Nebuchadnezzar, there was a king who tried to set things right. His name was Josiah. And Josiah was about eight years old when he became king. And before him, kings had started to go the wrong way and pull Israel away from the water. And Josiah, he sends this priest, like me, Hilkiah, into the temple that was being... You know what they were doing with the temple? They were worshiping other gods in the temple. They had given up on following God and replaced it with other religions. They put other gods in the temple. And so Josiah sends uh, this priest, Hilkiah, into the temple and he's cleaning up. Have you guys ever been to a temple? You know what would be behind, behind them? The temple scroll. The, two, the, the scrolls of the law are right behind them in temple. But in this temple back then, they lost those scrolls. And they forgot who they were. So Hilkiah is cleaning up and he's, he's moving something. And he goes, what's this? What's this? And he finds the scroll. And he brings it to King Josiah and says, we've stopped following this. And you know what Josiah did? He tears his clothes and says, oh my. And he says, I want the priests to read this all day long, nonstop in the temple. And we're all going to turn back. And that happened for during Josiah's reign. But you know what the next king did? Went back. He left. They, he led them away from the water. He led them away from the law, from the, from the scroll. And they were overrun and they were conquered and destroyed. Their building, their church, was gone. Wiped off. Imagine Imagine the place you worshipped completely toppled over. How would you feel? Devastated. And you'd say, where's God? Where are you, God? Why did you let this happen? You know what the priests would do? They'd say, God didn't allow this to happen. We let this happen. Because we stopped going to the source of water. The source of life. That's what happened to the Israelites. And what Jeremiah says in the scriptures today is cursed. Cursed are the people of God when they walk away from what God gave them. You will lose everything. Your buildings, your influence, your power, your say. You'll lose it all. And I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm doing it to bring you back to me. To show you that I'm your water. That I'm your source of life. And we look at the church. I'm a historian. That's my, that's my BA. 
I loved history. That's what got me. In, I, I love the Bible because it's a history book. And Ecclesiastes says this. There's nothing new under the sun. The same thing happens over and over. Church comes to power, and then it loses power. And then it, it resurges and comes back. But then they get filled with, with confidence, and they put their confidence in themselves. And then what does God do? He shows them that you can't do that. you got to go back to me. That is just... Anybody who's wondering what the Bible's all about, it's just that cycle over and over. And we see that. And there's articles. I get articles sent to me all day. And we look around. And all of the churches, a lot of churches are closing. A lot of churches are feeling this press. The Christianity feels like it's losing its place in society. It used to have all this influence, right? But Christianity, the church, the people of God, sometimes when we get power, it's a little, it corrupts a little bit. And God has to remind us that we don't get, we don't give the water to ourselves. That his word, his truth. Do you know how Christianity started? It started just like Israel. Nothing. They didn't have this. This happened later. And over time, we amassed power. So much power that there's places, there's cities dedicated. Rome dictating how the government should run. And they lost their way. You guys know the corruption that's existed in the church. You know that. And we have to address that. A lot of people are walking away from Christianity because nobody's confessing that. We got corrupted. And you know what this story tells me? That there's hope. There's absolute hope for Christianity, for this church, for all of the churches, for the message of Christ. There's hope. Now businesses, when they're doing bad, they they panic, right? They do all the current schemes. The one thing that God's people are called to do that's often overlooked is to go back to this. Go back to the word of God. Go back. That's our root. That's who we are. If you haven't made that decision, that's fine. But if you are the people of God, this is who you are. Look what's literally in the middle of our church. This book. And it goes so unread, so not looked at. And you know what happens if I don't water that tree? It dies. Do you know what happens when when the people of God abandon the water? It withers and it gets dry. And we, God doesn't want that for us. God doesn't want that for his church today. What God wants is a flourishing tree. Do you know why? When this world goes arid, when things like 2008 happen, when the chaos of this world comes and people feel empty, there is an emptiness epidemic going on. Meaning and purpose. What are we teaching? 
work, productivity, work, work, work. Do you know what, who used to do that to people? Pharaoh. Work, work, work. Do you know what God, one of his commandments was? Take a day off. You're not your work. You are my people. You are a holy people. You are a people made in my image. And I want to shape you. And I want to guide you. And the only way I can shape you, the only way I can guide you, is if you know my story. And so when the world is going through chaos, guess what they're going to look for? Green leaves. Do you know what green leaves tell me? It tells me where the water is. Max and I, we're waiting for people to come drink. We're waiting for people. And God might pull this church, might pull us all through a dry season. But the dry season is telling us something. That we need water. And this is a big book. It's hard to understand. Don't come to me for finance. Don't come to me for legal advice. Don't come to me for medical advice. I'm not your guy. Come to me for advice for this. I can help you. This book is beautiful. This book has taken this dry plant and given me life. And I want that to be for all of us. It's this simple. You're just here for an hour, right? I won't have to tend to this for a, couple, for a day or two. You know why? Because it just got some good water. May we be a people who know where our water is. And may we drink from it often. That we might not just be healthy trees ourselves, but that other people might know where the water is through our lives. Amen.